0: Well hello everyone, we're starting the book of Matthew, we're now in the Old Testament. We've been working in Genesis up to this time and now we're shifting over to Matthew. I'm really excited because this sets us on a pace to start from the beginning in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And as we start off in the book of Matthew, McGee says uh, chapter 1 in the book of Matthew could be one of the most important books of the Bible ever written. in some regards, one of the most boring, because it starts off with a lot of genealogy, and a lot of times reading genealogy is not exciting. But on the other hand, this genealogy is so important, and Matthew lays it out um, because uh, he does it in such detail that it um, it gives um, Jesus Christ. Lineage, complete legal authority to claim that that he is the Messiah because he comes not only from Abraham's seed. You know he's he's going to be one of those um, descendants of Abraham in that regard, but he's also he lays legal claim to the throne through the line of David. And so we see in many regards, you know, Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Um, But in, you know, equally he is the son of man. In other words, he can he um, is part God, but he is in part man in human form. So he does lay claim to the righteousness of God, being the son of God, but also he lays claim to the throne, the the Messiah, from the line of David to reestablish the Davidic. Throne, But he is going to do even more. He is going to let all of us be a part of this genealogy as well through our belief in him. So the traditional Jewish way was to to be born into a family. The lineage was really important. And if you were in the family, you had to be able to trace, you know, who your father and your grandfather and your ancestors were. But as uh, we're going to see in through the gospel message of Christ, the family of God um, is now going to be reestablished through our faith. And um, it's interesting here that you've got men in this thing uh, in this genealogy, you've got uh, kings in this uh, thing. you've got good kings and bad kings. That are listed here. You've got five women in Jesus's genealogy. Now, normally they don't list women. They all, you know, during the time they would list men. But, but Matthew puts them in here for perhaps reasons because um, you've got Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, who is her name isn't listed, but it's the wife of Uriah. Um, and uh, that was one of David's, I think, generals. And then David has the affair with Bathsheba, and you've got Mary. So we've got um, a, a choice here of listing these women. They were important, and God, God does not neglect them. You've got Rahab and Ruth, were Gentiles. So um, again, Jesus, through their, you know, through His Father. You know, through the different fathers, he's in the Jewish line, but also um, he claims that he's got, you know, Gentile ancestry too. He's going to be king of kings, lord of all, Jews and Gentiles. So, interesting that we've got two Gentiles in Jesus' lineage. And then you've got Tamar, Rahab, and Bathsheba were women of questionable character, um, uh, by Tamar, that's when Judah had Perez and, and Zerah. Okay, so you've got uh, Tamar, then you got Rahab, who's a prostitute, and you got Bathsheba, who basically has this affair with uh, David. So we've got good character women, we've got questionable character women. And then the um so all in all we're gonna see men, women, and of course then women listed. We've got adulterers, prostitutes, we've got heroes, and Gentiles. And as my study Bible points out in Megiddo too, Jesus will be the Savior of all. So Jesus is not coming from some pristine lineage. And as we, as we um, you know, look at this to apply to ourselves today, a lot of times we look down on ourselves because we, we could be tempted to say, Oh, my family's not as good. I don't have a, as good a background as somebody else. They come from important people. But look where Jesus Christ comes from. He has important people in his background. He has the lowly people in his background. He And then you say, well, I come from bad people. He had the worst kind of people in his background, and he had good people in his background. Jesus' lineage establishes that he's going to be able to relate to everybody. Okay? So, now we're going to start off... And we're gonna we're gonna go through uh, verse one through verse fifteen. So chapter one, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Okay, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So obviously Abraham comes before David. So why does Matthew say the son of David? Why does he lead with the son of David? McGee says because he's he's setting this out to present Jesus as. Um, legally, uh, entitled to have the, um, to be king. You know, he's going to be king from the royal line of David. So the people who are reading this, they're going to be looking towards who's going to be the Messiah. So the very first sentence, Matthew puts Jesus Christ as sort of this this teaser at the beginning. He is the son of David. He is in the line to be the Davidic king. That would have been the first thing that people would ask. Like, okay, Jesus is supposed to be the Messiah. Okay, well, which tribe did he come from? You know? Because as we saw in Genesis, from the tribe of Judah, you know, he's going to. That's where, that's where the Jesus is going to be coming from. But people probably didn't know, you know. They just know he needs to be one of the, you know, he needs to be coming from one of the tribes of, of Jacob who's descendant of Abraham. But nobody really knows, you know, where he's coming from. But they do know once you get to David, you got to be coming from his household, you know, his family. And that's how he just puts David's family right up there to start. Okay, so the book of Jesus, the genealogy of Jesus Christ, this is Jesus's family tree, basically. And right off the right off the bat, it's the son of David, the son of Abraham. So in other words, he claims rights, the family of David, but also he claims rights because he is from the descendant of Abraham. So he can go all the way back to the very beginning. Verse 2, Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez the, the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Ammoniab, and Ammoniab the father of Nashon, and Nashon the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obadiah, oh, excuse me, of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David the king. Boom. So now you got six verses and you get to David. And then we go, David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, that's Bathsheba, and Solomon, the father of Rehoboam. And Rehoboam, the father of a whole bunch of other people. And so, I'm just going to skip down a little bit. Not going to go through all those names. They're hard to pronounce. Verse 12. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shiltel. And Shealtiel, the father of Zerubbabel. And there's a whole bunch of more names. And we go down to... I would say sixteen, and Jacob was the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. Okay, so it's interesting to me that um, you've got Jacob and Joseph. It's not the Jacob. It's not the Jacob and Joseph from Genesis. We've got a new Jacob and a new Joseph, and then um, so then you've got Jacob Joseph. Um, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, called Christ. So you got you kind of have a new Jacob Joseph combo there. But then uh, Matthew kind of rolls it all back together, saying, "So all the verse 17. So all the generations from uh, Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation to Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation uh, to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations." So, so far, we have a real, real important genealogy, a genealogy of Jesus Christ. He's the Son of God, and He's the Son of Man. And we've got Matthew uh, giving us 14 generations from Abraham to David, 14 more generations from uh, David to this deportation to Babylon, and another 14 generations from Babylon to Christ. And there you go, a really fast summary of Jewish history, huh? the whole Old Testament right there. So Matthew is laying the groundwork for the house of David to bring forth the Messiah. And so uh, it's interesting to me also that you've got, you know, you got Jacob and then you got Joseph from the house of David. And then, um, you know, Joseph was Jesus' father, uh, half-father. And then you've got from the house of David also coming from uh, Nathan, okay, and he's not from the he's not from the important line, but that's where Mary comes from. So you've got this line, this Davidic line from the house of David to bring Christ. So we're going to stop here and uh, just realize that Jesus has every right legally to be the Messiah, but he also comes. From the highest backgrounds, but from the lowest backgrounds. From the virtue and from the sinners. He can relate to all of it. So, what a wonderful king we have. And um, so we're now looking at his family tree. So, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ, as always. And now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today.
1: Hello. So, today we begin our teaching in the New Testament book of Matthew. I'm so excited because it's the first book of the New Testament. And Matthew is, um, you know, this is is the gospel that was written by a Jew to the Jews about a Jew. So Matthew is the writer. So his countrymen are the readers and Jesus Christ is the subject. So Matthew's design is to present Jesus as the king of the Jews and the long-awaited Messiah. So we find here uh, the genealogy and record of the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. So this is the most important um, book, even the book of Genesis, in scripture. It may be boring and just, you know, tough to understand. The names may be hard to to pronounce, rather and um but you know it looks at the genealogy that's leading to the Lord Jesus Christ, so we have in this book a genealogy from Abraham to David, genealogy from Solomon to the Babylonian captivity, genealogy of uh, the Babylonian captivity to Joseph, and you know Joseph the carpenter that's in um um, chapters 12 through to 17. So the genealogy establishes the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is in the line of Abraham and David. So the line of Abraham puts the Lord Jesus Christ in the nation, in that particular nation, Israel, and the line of David puts the Lord Jesus Christ on the throne. So these genealogies to these people were very, very important. And You know, in the book of Ezra, when they returned from captivity, um, you know, of the tribe of Levi, that's, uh, we have it in Ezra um, chapter 2 verse 62, um, they couldn't be accepted. And Ezra chapter 2 verse 62 reads, these sought their listing among those who were registered by genealogy but they were not found therefore they were excluded from the priesthood as defiled so they were not accepted so it was easier for these people back then in the days to actually trace their genealogy because um like, everything was actually listed, and it was put up in the temple, you know, so it, it was easier to, um, to prove um, the genealogy of Christ. And um, they had to actually find a different, uh, different way of, a uh, different argument of it, um, as opposed to the, the, the genealogy. So the Lord Jesus Christ had the genealogy that, in that day, was for public inspection. So in that day, they were, um, you know, the rule of government. They were uh, a theocracy. So religion and the state were one. And so the genealogy was on display. And Christ was born in the line of David and um, Abraham. So here's the fulfillment of everything that's actually mentioned in the Old Testament. So these genealogies were of public record in the temple they were displayed in the temple and it was easy to go there and just read and follow until 70 AD and you know at the destruction of the temple and Matthew in chapter 1 here that we're reading he also teaches of the virgin birth and so does Luke as well so verse 1 of matthew chapter one reads the book of the genealogy of jesus christ the son of david the son of Abraham. so we have here you know this expression um the genealogy of the lord jesus christ um that's on joseph's side so the expression the book of the generation is a unique expression that you know here in the new testament you can only find it in matthew and you also find this expression In Genesis 5 and this um, in Genesis 5 it states this is the book of the generation of of Adam so here there's two books first the book of the generation of Adam and the book of the generation of Jesus Christ so we got in the family of Adam by a birth but in Adam we all die and then we have the book of the generation of Jesus Christ and we get into his family by a new birth So the Lord Jesus Christ said, you must be born again. And this is the Lamb's book of life. And we get in there by trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're all in the book of the generation of Adam. And if you're born again and saved, and hopefully we're all in this uh, book of the generation of Jesus Christ. That's the book of life. So all of us are in the first book. And um, he says... He's the son of here, like scripture says, um Jesus Christ, the son of David and the son of Abraham. So obviously, um Abraham um came before David and Matthew knows that. But here Matthew puts it like so, you know, put David first because he is actually presenting the Lord Jesus Christ as the King. Like I introduced um at first, you know, Matthew is writing. Matthew's Jew, and he's writing this to the Jews and presenting uh, the Lord Jesus Christ as King. So he's presenting him as the King, the one who is to establish the kingdom on earth, you know, the long awaited Messiah. And this comes in the line of David. So this comes first, and it comes in fulfillment of God's prophecies, the prophecies that God actually gave to David. So he's the son of David and Abraham. And he's the son of Abraham. um, He's presented as the son of Abraham. Um, to be put in this nation. Because God had said to Abraham. I will make you a blessing to all nations. And in thy seed. And that seed was one seed. It wasn't like plenty seeds. It was one seed. And that seed is Christ. As actually Paul had stated. The scripture goes on to read. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judah. And his brothers. And Judah begot Perez, and Zerah, and Obitama. Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminadab. Aminadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz, Boaz Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David the king, and David the king begot Solomon by her, who had been the wife of Uriah. So here in this section, four names actually stand out, and these are the names of Gentiles. And they just didn't actually seem to get into the genealogy you know, by accident, and yet they actually did. Because it wasn't easy for Gentiles to just get into this genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ. So these four names are names of women. And, you know, back in the day, women actually didn't count as much. So here we have the first one is uh, Tamar. So she got into the genealogy because she was a sinner. And we have, you know, her story in the book of Genesis. And then we have Rahab, Rahab the harlot. So she became, you know, a wonderful person when she came to the knowledge of um, you know, the, the king and she and, and and she became true to God. So she got into Christ's genealogy because she believed. And you can see a pattern here. You know, they got into the genealogy, you know, as sinners and they believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and um you know, through the God's grace. They were actually saved, you know, because Harlot did was saved when she um helped them the spies, yeah, from, uh, from the outside. So and she believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. She believed in God and she was saved. And um then the third um woman that's mentioned here is Ruth. So there's nothing wrong with her and you know she's a wonderful person. She's a very nice person, but, you know, the law actually kept her out um, because it actually said an Amorite and a Moabite shall not um, enter into the congregation of the Lord. But Boaz fell in love with her. It was love at first sight, and he actually extended grace towards her and put his mantle around her and brought her, a Gentile, into the congregation of Israel. So, you know, the other two women, that's um, Rahab and Tamar, they actually, um they were there before the law. So if they had been there after the law, they would not have um um they would not have been accepted. And um you know, then um you know, we actually come as sinners. And hold out the hand of faith and this is what Rahab did. she came as a sinner and we hold out the hand of faith and believe and and we have faith and um, by his grace he actually saves us and um, look at Ruth you know Ruth asked why um, you know like Boaz showed so much grace towards her she was um, she wasn't um, you know a Jew and then the fourth, uh, woman that's mentioned here is her who had been the wife of Uriah so her name wasn't mentioned here but this woman is Bathsheba so the name is not mentioned as it wasn't her sin but David's sin and David actually paid for his sin so God does not throw overboard one of his um, one of his own that actually sinned and one of his own always comes back so if you're a child of God you will come back um, you know, just like a sheep can always get out of the fold, but the shepherd always brings them back into the fold. So this is the story of salvation. Um, Let me just skip forward, you know, because the names get tougher. So verse 8 says, Asa begot Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat begot uh, Jer- Joram, and Joram begot Uzziah. So here we see, you know, there are many, um, in the genealogy that are actually left out, um, that's, um, Ahaziah and Joash, they're left out. So, um, yeah, we can tell, like, you know, there's many who are not mentioned, you know, at the beginning of creation, um, you know, in that line of Adam and Eve, um, like there were many that were actually left out in, in 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 the genealogy, you know, it just shows you know the earth was probably created like um, a billion trillion years ago than what's actually um, calculated today. So verse um, ten goes on to read: Hezekiah begot Manasseh, Manasseh begot Ammon, and Ammon begot Josiah. Josiah begot uh Jechol deconia, and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon so here Jehovah, Jehovah is actually Jehovah Kim. sorry he's actually left out he, um here so um Jeconiah yeah, sorry. Jeconiah is not in the genealogy at all, as God had actually made the statement uh, that no one in that line would be able to sit on the throne of David. And we have this in Jeremiah 22, verse 24, which reads, As I live, says the Lord, um, though Coniah, so he left out the J-E, you know, um, his part of the name, he left it out, so, but it's Je, Jeconiah, so, it reads, um, as I live, says the Lord, though Coniah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, were the signet of my right hand, yet I would pluck you off, so, here, um, we see that, um, You know, he was left out, so which um, has, so which, you know, his name, the J-E, has been left out. And if we look at uh, Jeremiah, the same chapter, verse 30 in the reads, Thus says the Lord, write this man down as childless, the man who shall not prosper in his days. For none of his descendants shall prosper, sitting on the throne of David and ruling any more in Judah. Um, and because of um, Jehoiakim's sin, um, this man, um, you know, the sin of Jehoiakim, so no one in his line uh, was, you know, God cut him off. No one in his line was to prosper. So Joseph was in this line, and this is the line that has the title to the throne of David. So Matthew here is showing us this remarkable thing, you know, the line from which the Lord Jesus Christ came from. So Joseph could not be the natural father of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he could only give the legal title to the throne of David. And by being, you know, he can only do that by being Mary's husband, who was the one who actually bore Jesus Christ um, and could pass that on to the Lord Jesus Christ. But he has to be in the line of David and Mary is in the line of David. So David had Solomon as one of his many sons and through him, um, Joseph. And that's um, the genealogy in Matthew. And then, you know, according to Luke, um in the genealogy of Mary, that's Luke 31, 33, sorry, verse thirty-one reads Um the son of Melea, the son of Menon, the son of Mata Ma, Mata. Ta, hope I'm reading that right, the son of Nathan, the son of David. So um here, according to Luke in Mary's genealogy, um Nathan she was in the from the line of David because uh, Nathan was the son of David, and um that's where that's the genealogy Mary's still leading to David that's the genealogy of Mary, and through that line, Mary came and Jesus Christ was born, and they both went up that's Joseph and Mary, they both went up to Bethlehem um to the house of David because that's they both came from the house of david um that's where they both belonged. And um, they actually want to be enrolled for the taxation. So this is the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Matthew highlights that and emphasizes that and shows that he is um, the Messiah, the king who's going to come establish his kingdom here on earth. Okay, so it's been an interesting read so far. And I'm excited to start the study in the book of Matthew. Um I hope you all um enjoyed today's teaching. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you and have a pleasant day. Bye bye.